0: hello and welcome to the show this is andy webb with
1: lifestyles unlimited and as always we are working on your financial freedom hey if you caught last week's show you know i was broadcasting live from one of our beautiful beautiful texas state parks that was at the stephen f austin state park with my family right right there on the brazos just a little northwest of houston well since then we've we've hitched up the bumper pull trailer and uh Trundled bumped a little (laughs) further northeast about actually 120 miles traded out that 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 river basin with the oak and the elm trees the pecan the spanish moss For a lake lake livingston in fact lake livingston state park. This is texas second largest lake beautiful towering pines I I love the pines here and we're now a little northeast of houston. We're on the east side of I-45 and to get here from there we passed through a town called Conroe as I was driving in, I noticed the the population sign listed the uh, on the city limit sign uh, had the population right around eighty two thousand for, uh, I guess for the city itself. Now, if you're from Houston, I- I'm sure you know where Conroe is. I'm sure you, maybe you've been up there, and if you like me have ever made the drive south from DFW Dallas Fort Worth where I normally am based uh, to Houston, maybe for something like the lifestyles unlimited wealth and passive income expo. I did that earlier this year, made that drive. Well, then you passed through Conroe. It sits right on I-45. Now, if you don't know Conroe, well, guess what? I've got some good news for you. We have an investor on the show with us today that just this year closed on the purchase of an apartment deal in that city, okay? So we're gonna hear a little bit about that deal. We're gonna learn a little bit more about that market, right? It's not immediately adjacent to Houston, so what makes it an interesting market? And and of course, I wanna hear what um, took this investor through his progression—he's he, done quite a bit. He's done some single-family duplexes, invested passively in multifamily, and now leads uh, an apartment deal, like we said in Conroe. So, without uh, without further ado, let me bring on Brandon. Brandon, good morning. How are you today?
2: Hey, hey, good morning, Andy. I'm
1: doing good. Awesome. Well, hey, to kick off the show, why don't you just give us a little bit of uh, background? Tell us about yourself. What were you doing uh, before becoming a, a real estate investor?
2: Sure, sure. Um, well, uh, like a lot of people, I you know, graduated from college and uh, went out and uh, got my first job. So I got a job in oil and gas in Houston and uh, worked in oil and gas for about 10 years. And uh, very early on in, the, in that career, I decided that uh, I wanted something more than uh, just doing this until I turned 60 and retire. So I was looking for uh, other ways to, uh, to make a living um, and found real estate about six years ago and uh, just started getting into
1: that um and oil and gas is a pretty bumpy industry is it not
2: yes yeah, so about every couple about every three years you're gonna have a downturn uh, I, I went through about three of them so
1: yeah you know we've had i've, I've interviewed a few investors in in the past few months uh, a couple months back uh, that were also in oil and gas and <laughs> for that very reason chose to, to get out one of our uh, workshop presenters, in fact, up in, in DFW, John. He he was in the industry for a long, long time, and uh, wisely saw saw the same thing, right? All the cycles, everyone getting shed, hired back, and all that good stuff. It's just so so volatile. So, um, you made the decision to start looking at something else. Um, and what what? How did you hear about lifestyles unlimited, and what what brought you to to the organization?
2: Sure. Yeah. Um... You know, when I was on my lunch break, you know, my one gas job, I always listened to the AM radio show, and I heard this guy named Del Walmsley. So I, I listened to him every day. Um, he kind of got me motivated that this was an avenue you could, uh, you know, purchase small properties, house, and uh, start a little business on its own. So I start I started uh, looking for tenant occupied properties, and I found a duplex and purchased a duplex. And. Couple months later, I purchased a tenant-occupied house um, and went from there.
1: Now that was pre Lifestyles. You're listening to Dell on the radio. You're, you're starting to see the roadmap and understanding the value. So, if I if I remember from our earlier conversation, you picked those up prior, even prior to joining Lifestyles, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, I did pick them up prior. Um, as, as any opportunities, I was uh, you know a little hesitant of you know believing somebody on the radio. So I, I figured I could just do it on my own. Uh, So I did that, and then uh, shortly after that I did join Lifestyles and found out I did most of it uh, incorrectly, but it still worked. So.
1: You know, it's funny. I, I run well. We haven't had the live case studies in a while, but uh, I guarantee you, at every case study that I would go to in person up in, in Dallas, I would meet at least one new, new to me investor. That same story, right? They they did a couple deals here and there prior to joining, and eventually, you know, caught the show on the radio or, or wherever, and maybe heard from a, a fellow investor and and joined the group. And if you if you sit down and compare their their portfolio before to their portfolio after, their their performance goes up, and maybe even on the portfolio before, they start. to to do some fine tuning, things that we talk about, right, and and wind up doing, uh, doing quite 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 a bit better. So, so you, Jordan, now did you you heard Dell on the radio? You did a couple of deals. Um, did you kind of tiptoe in through a free workshop? What, what what did you do next as far as getting getting started with lifestyles? I'm curious.
2: Yeah, I went to the free workshop, uh, about an hour long workshop, usually after okay. after work. Um, and then I joined, I joined a couple of days after that workshop. And then I went to the, uh, the two day workshop.
1: Okay. Was that with Dell or Dave down there?
2: That was with Dell. Dell. That, very entertaining with Dell. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, he came up in 2012 and did our uh, two-day as well up in up in Dallas. Um, a, ton, a ton of education, by the way. For the listener, the two-day, it's part of the Financial Freedom Program. Uh, we call it the two-day seminar. We're doing that online now. In fact, there's a four-day version in the evening, but it's basically where you get an introduction on day one to all things single family. We talk a little bit about mindset. Mindset's actually critically important, um, but get into the single family on day one, and, and then on day two, really dive into the multi family and, and brandon i don't know how it went with you but uh, a lot of people they they go in thinking focused on single family right into that two day and at some point during the second day talking about multifamily, a light bulb goes off and they realize you know what i think of the two this might even be the better path so now I hear the music coming on when we when we come back i kind of want to hear what sort of light bulbs went off over your head during that two day. And then I wanna talk a little bit about a couple of the the passive deals that you got into. So uh, you're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. This is Andy Webb. I've got Brandon with me from Houston. Just bought his first complex in Conroe. So stick around, we'll, we'll get into that deal later.
0: We're back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. We're here to answer your questions and help you become financially free. Welcome
1: back to the show. This is Andy Webb, and I'm coming to you live from Lake Livingston State Park. And as I like to do when we're out and about on the road in the RV bunker is uh, find a, a local investor to talk to. And as it were, going from one state park to the next, we passed right through the town of Conroe, and I've got a great guy with us today talking. We're going to talk about it eventually here a little bit later in the show, a deal he just picked up in Conroe, a multifamily uh, investment that he is the lead investor on. But before we get to that, we're kind of talking a little bit about uh, background, uh, Brandon. Now, by the way, let me give out the number. If you've got any questions today on real estate investing, the number here in the studio is 855-497-4335. Again, eight five five four nine seven four three three five, or send me an email to askandy at luinc So, Brandon, I was looking at your your investment resume. And so, you got into your first couple of deals after hearing Dell on the radio back in in twenty fourteen. Uh, went you know became you know, went to the free workshop, uh, became a financial freedom program member, and then went to the two day. And that's what we were just talking about ahead of the break because I, I see a common thread among investors when they go to the two day they start day one on single family and then go to day two which is multi-family and, and light bulbs start to go off. Tell us a little bit about some of those light bulbs, those aha moments that you had as you went through that uh, two day seminar. Sure.
2: Um, you know, I went into the seminar you know, planning to just buy more houses and I'd already bought a duplex in the house and I, I knew that, that it worked, you know, cash flow from day one. So I went in just wanting to get more information on how to how to purchase more and and run the operations more efficient efficiently, and then uh, sure enough, we get to the two day or the second day of the two day, and uh, talks all about uh, purchasing apartment complexes. Of course, I didn't really think that that was uh, possible for a regular person to do. Um, so he kind of lays out um, how you can do that, um, and you don't have to have millions of dollars to do it. Um, so. I, I, I joined the next uh, level of the program and uh, was originally just uh, looking for a small apartment complex for myself, uh, but then uh, ended up uh, investing with other investors to start.
1: And you were were used to working at the time.
2: Yes, I had a full time job at oil and gas. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that makes sense, right? When you when you've got a full time job commitment, for some folks that's forty hours a week. Some it's fifty, sixty, seventy. I, I'm I'm not in the oil. And gas industry so I don't know what kind of hours you guys typically were working then but um, that's a time commitment right so it's hard to get out there and find deals for yourself houses is that's one thing. Apartments, you're getting a little bit bigger, obviously. Um, so the, the passive route is, is a great way to go. And we've got you know investors at lifestyles that we call super passive. That's all they do, and they're in not just ten, not just twenty, but maybe 30, 40, 50 uh, deals. So um, you got into a, a number of deals. How I'm, I'm curious, are these? You're you're in the Houston area. Are these all around the uh, Houston, or wh- whereabouts are the the, the passive uh, investments that you got into?
2: Yes, they're all they're all in the Houston Greater Houston area, different little parts of it.
1: Okay, and and what was your you know thinking back as as, as you you know looked at looked at and reviewed deals, or what, what was your process on you know in, in deciding on a particular uh, passive deal?
2: Um, well, I looked at the lead investor first, and uh, and you know, decide whether or not I thought they would be good handlers of my money. Um, and then I looked at the properties. Actually, so the first property that I got in, I did a, a unit walk on, which was very educational. I walked probably 40 units uh, of, of a 244-unit property. So I got to know the property pretty well before I invested in that one.
1: Okay, and good to know going into the deal, but then again, thinking longer term, thinking about what you just said about wanting to get into your own deal. What a great way, right? What a great way to get that education and, and see what a, a, an experience, I don't know if it was a first-time lead or experience lead, but see what they're doing as part of their feasibility, as as, as part of their um, due diligence. So uh, now are you still in all, all of those deals?
2: Yeah, I'm in all of them still.
1: Okay. Now, interestingly, interestingly, light bulb goes off, gonna go the apartment route. So you invested in, in a number of uh, apartment deals passively. But then if I look a little bit farther down, you got into some single family, what what drove that? What was the motivation to then shift back to, to single family?
2: Uh, yeah, um, I, I kind of wanted to purchase a couple properties, the lifestyle way. Um, the first ones I didn't really do much rehab or anything. I didn't buy them at deeply discounted prices. Um, and I had, you know, purchased those with tenants in the already, So I wanted to do a couple of the Lifestyles way and do the full rehabs um, just to kind of get rehab uh, experience under my belt. Um, so we purchased uh, two, two more properties.
1: So you're taking some very smart steps. You're, you're doing the walkthrough at, a, at an apartment complex, getting extended education there testing the waters with rehab on on the single family side, getting the experience there before doing your, your first deal as a lead investor on, on an apartment complex. Um, I, I like that approach. Now, I'm curious, the, the deals you bought before coming on board with Lifestyles, you, you said afterwards, that the two you picked up later, you, you followed the Lifestyles model. Those, those first two, was that just a straight conventional play, the typical, what, 20, 25% down, or how did you finance those?
2: The first one was uh, straight conventional. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it cash flowed pretty well from the start, but, uh, it had its issues.
1: Right. <laughs> well, if you can't go in and rehab, if it's tenant occupied that that makes it a little more difficult to get in and do what we like to do, which is fix everything up front, right? Then those issues tend to go away. Maintenance becomes a, a, a non-issue. Now, when you say then you followed the lifestyles model on the, the next two, uh, later on, um, is that then following the the usual progression of buying with hard money doing that that sometimes light sometimes heavy rehab and then refi out
2: yeah we used hard money on both of those um uh, and yeah we did uh, rehab about 30 30 35 thousand on the first property and uh, refinanced it uh, shortly after
1: okay and are you still holding those
2: yes uh, yes, we're still holding those that was okay. in 2018
1: Okay, that's pretty recent then. Got it. And the beautiful thing with the single family, it's especially with what we've seen in our market late, lately, even if you bought in 2018, is is the appreciation of late. Now we don't buy to speculate in appreciation but i can tell you that we've enjoyed a, a decent amount of it and, and even now with you know COVID 19 people keep talking about the market tanking but at least where i'm sitting in dallas fort worth our, our values continue to go up there's a, there's a shortage of inventory quite frankly which makes it very easy for us um, as landlords to, to, to lease a house but then also adds to that value component so in a few years divest and then roll into that um apartment complex now i'm curious are you are you self-managing those homes or how how do you how do you handle that
2: yes i'm self-managing
1: okay and then we'll talk here um i think in the next segment we'll get into uh i'd like to talk a little bit about conroe and and maybe get your experience there learn, learn about the market itself and then we'll get into that um into that that lead deal which which it's a smaller deal right so you don't have uh, you know, it's not, not, a, not that 244 unit where you've got an on-site manager and you've got on-site maintenance and all that stuff. So you, you have to manage it a little bit differently. Um, so the, the approach is, is different. Um, and that, again, I think there that, um, that, that single-family experience can, uh, can, can play into that. Um, again, I'm gonna give out the number if you've got any questions. I hear the music kicking on. The number here in the studio is 855-497-4335. Again, 855-497-4335, or send me an email to askandy at dot And like I said, Brandon, when we come back, let's hear a little bit about Conroe. I drove through it. We just kind of flew through as quickly as we could, tugging an RV, so we didn't stop and look around, but I wanna hear more. Stay tuned.
0: Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Now, let's get back to your map to financial freedom.
1: Welcome back to the show. This is Andy Webb, and today we're talking about uh, an investor. We're talking with an investor that just took down his very first deal in as a lead investor, multifamily, in Conroe, texas and as it were i'm out and about in the rv coming to you from lake livingston on the east side of conroe we were in a park on the west side and we happened to drive right through conroe to get from point a to uh, point b and, and i want to talk now brandon just a little bit um about conroe right just learn what we can um so folks know where that is right if, if we have listeners uh, across texas and san antonio up in dfw that may not have Down here, Corpus Christi and and, and broader, right, listening outside of the state um, to the podcast. By the way, if you've missed the earlier part of the show, want to catch up with that, we archive the shows at lifestylesunlimited.com as podcasts. Click on the radio tab and uh, you can cycle back and and listen to anything that you may have missed. But um, Conroe. So as I drove through, I'll tell you what I saw. First of all, I saw the population sign. I think it said eighty-two thousand, something like that. Who knows when that was posted? It looks like the place has been growing. I saw a lot of nice shops on the road that we came into town on, and uh, looked like a pretty nice town. What, what can you tell us about Conroe as as a market in general? Sure. Um, yeah. the, Where is, the best- Let's start. Let, let's start with geography first of all. Sorry to interrupt. Where is it? Uh,
2: yeah, it's about uh, thirty minutes. The the 45 minutes north of Houston, um, north of uh, Spring and the Woodlands. The best best part for a real estate investor uh, with Conroe is uh, the population growth is uh, is strong. Uh, Mm -hmm. As you said, uh, you saw the signs of like 80-something thousand. Uh, In 2010, it was 56,000. I looked up uh, in 2019, it's 91,000. And that's about a 6% annual growth, which is pretty strong. And it, it frequently is listed in the fastest-growing cities uh, in the United States uh, list that they put out. Um, so po- population growth, it, you know, drives uh, rents up in the market. It drives new development. Um, it, it's always good for a real estate investor to have population growth. Um, uh, like we talked before, uh, there's not a lot of industry in of in The largest uh, employer is the school district, uh, but uh, it's right outside of Houston. So this is where people are. Are going uh, you know, when when they're running out of space in Houston. So uh, I think it's going to continue to grow. There's a lot of open land around it too uh, for these master plan communities to start putting up uh, houses left and right. Um, it's also near uh, Lake Conroe, which is you know mostly the only lake recreational lake in the Houston area. So and uh, okay. the resident base is pretty strong as well. Um, hardworking people in, in Conroe. So.
1: And that's good, right? And, and and we're talking about Conroe proper. As with any any city, you're going to have your your sub, suburbs or sub uh, towns outside of it. As in fact, we came in through one called Magnolia that looked like it was starting to grow as well. Hit Conroe, the the part of town that we hit. Again, it had a lot of Class A, really nice apartments that they were building. Now, you and I know we we, we tend to cater more towards the um, uh, the workforce housing, right? Uh, that maybe Class class B class C that stuff's not getting built right so if you can pick up a good deal you're going to find folks that are looking for a town like Conroe like right for the school district um, for that that growth um, it, again it, from what I could tell it, uh, appeared to be a decent amount of cash money in that market right um, so and like you said and we're seeing this in Dallas out on the outskirts as well things are growing outward Right, you can't. You can't. There's, there's not, not, much development going on within the the main kernel of, of Houston or Dallas or Fort Worth. So things are growing out, and this is only going to continue. Now, how did you, how did you find this deal? Where, where you're, you're in Houston, right? Yes, outside of right. Houston,
2: south of
1: Houston, League City. So you're south of Houston. Were you just actively targeting north of Houston, right? What, what brought this one onto your radar?
2: Um, no, I, I mean, I, I kind of put a. A, a limit to where I would look for, and you know, Conroe is about the, the highest end of that limit. Um, uh, but I found the property through uh, one of the Lifestyles Realty brokers. Brought it to me. Uh, there's several brokers that Lifestyles Realty has, and they shoot out uh, opportunities uh, on a frequent basis. Uh, so I picked it up from one of those brokers.
1: They sure do. And you know, we started the show talking about your initial intent was to go the single family route and then you got to the two day realize man i got this up i didn't know you could do apartments as as a single investor as a small group right so you said i'm going to shift gears for those that are still focused on single family i will tell you what i get i get the blasts, the the emails that that brandon is referencing from uh the realty team in houston as well and i just did a quick search in my inbox of recent deals that, that hit for for conroe specifically there are quite a few there are quite a few. Um, estimated cash flow on one was over $600, 20% uh, cash on cash returns. So uh, it looks like a good market to me. That's a market I would be happy to invest in. Those are numbers I would love to see uh, on single family. But again, here we are uh, focused on on multifamily. So the realty team brought the deal to you. Um, what what looked good about the deal? What what, what was what was the magic uh, for the deal for you?
2: Sure. Um, as always, I'm going to look for the uh, return on investment first. Uh, uh, market area is important, but if it's not profitable, you, know, you don't really want to you don't want to purchase it. But uh, So we we found uh, that it was going to return over a five-year period uh, uh, about a 20% plus return um, after refinance or sale. Um, so that was, uh, that was what we we're looking for, so we decided it was a good deal.
1: Good deal. Now, so you said about a five-year hold is what you're looking at? Uh, approximately, yeah. Okay, and and you guys just got into the deal um, this year, right? You closed it with in, in, in in May. Okay. And and we'll get in a little bit around the the due diligence and and, and some of the um, impact on on of COVID on your processes, right? Whether it's the the purchase process or the now ongoing leasing or, or management rather. Um, but uh, thinking about this deal, what, you know, we talk about uh, deal types at Lifestyles. We talk about those that are going to immediately cash flow, kind of like your first couple of houses you bought. We talk about the other end of the spectrum, the the value add, right, where we. Um, take down a house or an apartment that needs a lot of work for it first, and, and maybe there's something in the middle that's a, that's a hybrid, a mix of both. What, what type of deal uh, is, is this particular one?
2: Um, yeah, this was a yield play. Um, it did not really require much rehab at all. It was uh, pretty pretty much up and running. It just recently had a new roof installed, and all the units were occupied in fairly good condition. Um, the only thing that we're, we allocated money for was for HVAC replacements.
1: Okay, and so it's a yield play again. Yield play meaning it's just throwing off cash from day one, which is which is great. Um, you're going to do the HVAC, so everything else is looking pretty good. Um, so more of a management play, I would say.
2: Yeah, yeah. the The management previous management was uh, not doing it the lifestyles way. I suppose it, it was it was run well, but just not financially well. Uh, okay. So we're going to optimize a little bit there.
1: And we didn't talk about this. How many units are, are is, the, is the complex? Uh, it's 16 units. 16? Okay. What, 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 how, when was it built? Uh,
2: 1981, which was also another uh, positive. Uh, anything post-1978 um, fixes a lot of issues with um, building materials.
1: Oh, yeah, sure. You've got newer electric. You don't have the old federal... Pacific, you know, disaster panels that you have to replace. You've got you get away from the cast iron plumbing. Is it flat roof or do you have the pitch roofs there? It's pitched roof. Sounds good. You know, um, your your point is a very valid one that applies not just to multifamily but single as well. You know, when you get into those newer newer builds, everything's more you know more modern, right? Quite simply put, so um, the the repairs or whatever you've got to do uh, are minimized. Ongoing maintenance, therefore, is is also uh, minimized. So you took down the property in May. What's the, just for the listener that's maybe never done an apartment deal, what's the lead time from the time you find the deal to when you close roughly, or at least in this case for you?
2: Uh, it's about 75 days. We, we had a 90-day close on this one, but uh, typically 75 days.
1: 75 days. Okay, you closed in May, so you were you were getting started right right, right, about the time that uh, COVID-19 was coming down the pike, so you must have found it r- roughly in, in, in March, uh, February, March. Um, I hear the music kicking on. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the due diligence, right, that you did, um, how COVID-19 affected that or not. Maybe it was early enough on that it wasn't an issue. And were there any other takeover issues that that the listener might want to think about if they're going to go the multifamily route? So stay tuned. You're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show.
0: welcome back to the show this
1: is andy webb and today we've got an investor on the show with us brandon brandon is based out of houston a little south of houston in fact and we were just starting to talk about a deal that he took down in conroe texas conroe is north of houston north of the woodlands north of spring texas very very wealthy parts of 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 houston the, the broader metropolitan area and we're starting to see growth northward now into conroe and uh makes it makes it a very attractive market the the growth brandon that you mentioned over the past decade is is tremendous just for conroe proper and that's i think that's only going to continue in fact we're seeing that all over the place right now as people are kind of fleeing the inner city fleeing the the city proper uh because of covid right because of covid getting away from the 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 bigger the bigger areas the more congested areas and on that note, I want to combine that topic of COVID and your takeover of this apartment complex, your, your due diligence process, and see where those impacts were, if at all. Um, because you said you closed in May, had about a 75-day lead time to get to that closing table. That puts you right at the start of COVID when you were doing your starting to take down this or, you know, look at this property. Um, what did your due diligence process look like? Um, was COVID an impact, and if so, what? What did it, how did, what, what sort of breaks did it put on the process for you?
2: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we had a 30 day uh, due diligence uh, period uh, written in the contract and uh, we walked the property very early on in that uh, first week. And I can remember nobody was wearing masks. Uh, nobody, I, as I remember, nobody even thought COVID was a real big deal. So we didn't have any issues with walking into it. We walked every unit and Nobody had any issues. Nobody was concerned. Um, so we got we got that done pre-COVID. Um, as far as uh, doing the walkthrough, we, we didn't identify too many issues. Um, all the units looked pretty good. The exterior of the property was in good condition. Um, we did do a, a camera scope of the sewer um, and found a blockage, uh, a breakage with a root, um, and we managed to get the... Uh, the uh, seller to uh, fix that for us, so that was good.
1: Very good. Yeah, I mean, you want to do as much due diligence up front, obviously, for that very reason. Often, it might be that the roof, you know, in North Texas, where I where I normally sit, we we get a lot of hail, and that's often a problem, right? The roof gets replaced by insurance. The so seller's happy to take care of that. Uh, glad to hear that they took care of the the plumbing uh, for you. Very very good move to get that scoped, by the way. Um, if you're looking at a, a house or an apartment, right, you need to check those the check those the, check that plumbing out now due diligence went pretty smoothly, no COVID at that point, or if it was around, we, we didn't know what it was exactly, right? There are no masks. Um, how, how did the, the the closing process progress from from there?
2: Sure, um, after we um, after we got past the 30 day period, we decided that we uh, wanted to proceed with the property. Um, so at that point in time, we were just getting a, the, the bank financing set up and uh, we used a private bank uh, lender um, as opposed to a Fannie Freddie May lender. Um, that process was a little bit difficult. Um, they changed a lot of terms on it, and I think it was because of COVID. As we progressed in, uh, you know, the market started dropping and all that. Uh, and as soon as the market started dropping, all of the terms on our original loan kind of changed a little bit. But we were able to work through it, um, and uh, we got the loan approved and uh, proceeded
1: yeah, there were, lenders got real squirrely at the beginning. Um, some stopped lending altogether, to, all uh, tightened up. Um, if, if anyone that's listening has dealt with Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac on the multifamily side, right, they put all manner of reserve requirements into place, very strict, 12, 18 months, uh, PITI, right? You've got to have principal, interest, taxes, and insurance escrowed for that period of time. They've slowly started relaxing that, which is the the good news. That's great. I'm glad you got through that. Did you have any? So when you get to the closing table, you you sign the documents. Did you have any takeover issues? Um, once you did get closed, uh,
2: and everything went fairly smooth. We had uh, we yeah. had one delinquent uh, rent uh, when we took over, and uh, we were able to uh, recover that. Uh, right after we took over and we have been 100% occupied and 100% collections uh, uh, the whole time. So hopefully we'll keep that going.
1: That is what I love to hear. You know, and everyone I talk to at Lifestyles, they, for the most part, right, we're, we're doing well. You know, the, if you read the media out there, <laughs> the world is on fire. Everything is, is sinking. It's, it's just terrible, terrible stuff that's going on. But... You know, we've had zero issues personally with our portfolio on the collection side. A couple of late pays, right? But we've worked with them, been very communicative. I think that's been the, the key word there is communication. Um, hearing that from you just, again, underscores that every investor that I personally have, have spoken with that Lifestyles has been managing through. Now, did you, I know Lifestyles did a number of, I guess I'll call them pandemic uh, seminars uh, online. Uh, did you did you take advantage of those uh, over the over the first initial months of the outbreak?
2: Oh, definitely, um, yeah. The, the lifestyles team, and even high up in the lifestyles team, you know, gets on these issues very quickly, and they research them. They get their lawyer friends and whatnot to uh, to, to, to to look at all of it, and they do uh, seminars very quickly, uh, webinars very quickly, and, and try to keep us as educated as possible on what our best practices are, what we should be doing.
1: Absolutely. We, we got a lot of guidance, quite frankly, whether you're a single family investor, we got guidance for the single family. That's what I participated in because that's my focus right now is single family. I know for the passive investors, there was even, a, a again, a, what I'll call a pandemic seminar. What do you as a passive need to think about? Are there questions you need to ask? What sort of information, uh, I guess, that you might be getting from your lead? And then, of course, for, for you, Brandon, as, as a lead investor, we had uh, those going on um, those pandemic seminars going on as well. Tremendous. I mean, it's tremendous. We've also gotten a lot of leads for uh, or guidance for things like the the eviction moratoria, right? There's been any number of versions of uh, eviction uh, moratorium in place for some time now and they change and Texas Supreme court jumps in and so on and so forth. But, um, the guidance has been, been huge. So that's great. So no, no collectors, no, no evictions, not dealing with any of that good, any of that good stuff, that fun stuff. So, um, how are you handling the ongoing management? You said you're down South of Houston, uh, Conroe obviously is North. Um, what, what is your, your ongoing management process look like? Uh,
2: yes, we have, we have an site manager that lives on the property. So she helps me coordinate everything. If, uh, if we have repairs, uh, she lets people into the doors. Um, so it, it, it allows me to not have to drive up there every time there's an issue and I need to let somebody in to, you know, call a toilet or something. Uh, just, I usually go up there on a regular basis anyway just to check things out, make sure, you know, the siding's not falling off or something. But uh, um, yeah, that's worked out very well for us.
1: Very good. Um and we talked about the financing side that you got the bank financing um, again you're you're doing this as a lead investor which uh, for the listener that may not be familiar with that term, that, that means you're a syndicator. You're, you're creating a syndication, right, uh, a private placement, as it's called, and bringing other investors on board. They're, in other words, you're not having to put all the down payment down, any of the working capital, all the, or uh, doing all of it, right? You're putting some in, but you get investors on board with you to help with, uh, with, the, with the cash, right, with the funding. How, how did you go about finding those investors to participate with you?
2: Um, yes, uh, Lifestyles does a very good job of uh, putting investors together, um, and most of their events, um, you you meet a lot of people, and you kind of build up a contact base uh, from these events. Um, so I was able to meet a lot of people in the past uh, several years of Lifestyles, and uh, had them on my list of people to contact if uh, if I was going to get into a deal. So that's what it is.
1: Do we still call that a Rolodex, or is that is that old school?
2: <laughs> I, have a, I have a giant spreadsheet. Now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the more modern way. And actually, they uh, Lifestyles is putting out a, a tool that, that even better helps connect uh, passive investors um and and lead or, or deal uh sponsors so they, they make it make it very easy to connect in and actually i connected with a ton of lead investors when i went down to the uh lifestyles unlimited wealth and passive income expo in houston earlier in february where, where, did you make it out to that
2: oh yeah definitely i made it to that uh it was a very good a uh, very good um opportunity to go to that Yeah.
1: Yeah, again, 5,000-plus t- investors, so you as a lead investor, I'm sure this won't be your only deal. You'll start – I see this progression a lot, maybe 16, 20 units, then you upsize to the next one, upsize even bigger um, and, and continue to grow, and you need more passive investors along uh, with you as you go. So what? on that note, what are your future plans as as an investor?
2: Sure, yeah, we're, we're definitely uh, going to be looking for a new property here in the next uh, maybe 2021, uh, larger property – uh, possibly one that you know can handle a, a full-time manager, uh, not a live-in manager, but a full-time manager and a and a maintenance person. So maybe around the 50 unit uh, size. So we'll be looking for that uh, coming year. Uh, and we'll just keep uh, buying more properties. Uh, I'm I'm a full-time uh, uh, real estate investor right now, but my wife still has a job. So in the future, um, we want to to get her retired as well.
1: Very good. Very good. And I'll tell you what, um it's it's a great path to follow whether you start with single family and progress into passive multi-family like you did and then become a lead or jump straight into passive you can do that too and brandon first of all we're running out of time here i thank you so much for joining us today uh letting us know a little bit about conroe and your deal if you want to learn more about lifestyles unlimited start where brandon brandon started go to the free workshop you can find out more about that at free workshop dot com again that is free workshop dot com Brandon, thank you again, and remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. You have a good day.